You're listening to Upstate HR, the HR podcast for non-HR businesses in Upstate New York. Today, Megan Cole joins us again to talk about background checks and drug testing. Some businesses are finding high percentages of applicants who are not passing background checks. What does that potentially mean, and what can businesses or employees do about it? Stay tuned. Upstate HR is brought to you by Labor Love. For only $8 a month, you'll receive a new labor law poster automatically every time there's an update. With Labor Love, you'll never have to worry about poster compliance again. Visit laborlove.co for details. Labor Love, love what you do, leave the labor to us. And by Burr Consulting, LLC. In today's world of ever-changing and evolving labor and employment law, payroll processes, employee relation issues, and the complexity of a work-life balance we all face, understanding and addressing these issues can create multiple challenges in legal liability. Burr Consulting offers you affordable human resources consulting for both profit and not-for-profit organizations. Visit burrconsultingllc.com today strategically aligning HR as a partner for the success of your business. Now let's get started. One of the reasons we want to talk early in this podcast about pre-employment background checks and drug testing is because it sounds like in this region in particular, um, that is something that uh, has become an issue for young people trying to find work. Um, can you speak to that as an, as an issue in the southern tier here in New York? Well, it definitely isn't just uh, in the southern tier region of, uh, of New York. I've got friends in Michigan that say, you know, they hire 20 people and five, 25 people and five or six fail a drug test before they're even in the door. So it's, it's, I think it's more of a nationwide issue than it is just in, in upstate New York. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, drug testing background checks have become a problem with people throughout the country, younger people uh, in particular with the, with drug testing, but background checks affect, I think, everybody as well. So the issue really is that people apply for and actually get selected for jobs, but that they're not passing the <clears throat> normal background checks. Yeah, I mean, you know, either a drug test or a background check, you can, you know, if you don't pass either one, it's contingent, employment's contingent on either one of those, and it depends on which one or if, if the employer's doing both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, there's issues in this area specifically with drug testing and background checks where if you have a criminal record, a lot of times that's getting flagged in the process. And then if you, uh, if you fail a drug test, that's going to get flagged as well. I know employers specifically in this area that have eliminated drug tests because they can't hire people. So they're not even checking on them. Right. And with a manufacturing environment, uh, it could be a problem because sure. you're running equipment and, uh, you know, who knows if they're on drugs or not or prescription drugs or what might be, you know, the issues. So, uh, you know, I have concerns on from a safety, health and safety standpoint as well. But, yeah, there are certain people that have eliminated drug testing because people yeah. won't apply because they know they're going to drug test. So. Is there a better solution besides just eliminating it altogether that you would suggest? 
<laughs> um, that's a great, a great question. I mean, I think that people need to realize up front, uh, a lot of times on online applications or paper applications, it's going to say that they're going to uh, drug test during the process. You know, pe people definitely need to understand that up front that they're, they're probably not going to joke around about that. More than likely, they are going to drug test you either, you know, the urine or breath analysis or hair follicle, depending on the on the organization. But um, if it's part of your process, I wouldn't recommend eliminating it. I think there's value in it. But at the same time as the laws change related to medical marijuana and, and, and you know, other areas with prescription drugs and things like that, we're going to run into more of this, you know, throughout the country. Yeah, this certainly starts to back into a lot of other hot button issues that are uh, that people are talking about, um, that politicians are talking about. Right. Um, as you said, the legalization of marijuana, um, also the issues with prescription drugs and big pharmaceutical companies that, um, you know, are putting pushing drugs that can create addictions. And so, um, you know, without getting into those other issues and sort of keeping it focused on, on hiring, um, is it a possibility? I mean, so first, so the, the question is, is it a possibility for businesses to create their own guidelines, to create their own requirements and drug testing. Yeah, I mean, some places are, are uh, under strict rules by the Department of Transportation. If you are you have semi-truck drivers and things like that, those rules are mandated by the government, state and federal government. You, okay. don't, you can't sway outside those rules. Other companies, um, yeah, you can create a, a standalone drug and alcohol testing policy, um, and, and your requirements are you're specific to what you want them to be. Under current federal law, marijuana is still a class one narcotic, mm -hmm. uh, and the rulings have held up in Colorado, which is the most um, liberal with, with with marijuana so far in this country. That you can have a, a drug and alcohol testing policy in place, and people can't be under the influence when they're at work. Mm -hmm. So, and um, <clears throat> so if there is though a company that is having a hard time hiring people, then maybe. If if they feel like it, they could relax just the marijuana piece of that. Yeah, they could. If, I mean, I guess it, it depends, <clears throat> you know, on what 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 the issues are. If, if you're having people that test positive just for marijuana, yeah, you you definitely could set a, a precedent saying we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna not hire someone based on a mar marijuana test. But you're also gonna have to go back and look and see if you've terminated people if you do random drug testings or post accident if if they tested positive for marijuana could be you know an issue there with with uh, unfair treatment or discrimination at that point yeah. so um yeah i mean the policy's up to you but the the thing is you've got to be consistent with hourly and salaried office versus manufacturing uh, nurses security guards whoever it might be it's got to be consistent across the board so and um are there any other like government imposed requirements besides when you're operating um, uh, like a truck or driving? Um, yes, it's a good question. DOT uh, definitely is is the one that comes to mind right now. I think aviation has some as well. Anyone working in an educational setting has to go through a very stringent background process in order to work there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not pro you're right. Nonprofits the same thing. You've got to. 
there's many checks in a nonprofit, uh, you know, like child molestation type checks. If you're on the on a you know criminal background check through website, state fingerprinting comes up as well for specific jobs. Um, so yeah, I mean the requirements vary, um, but uh, you know drug testing. I think the one I can think of um, that the most strict I've seen it would be the Department of Transportation, potentially the minor one as well. Mm -hmm. So. And I know places like the local CVS warehouse, they do very stringent drug tests before you are hired there. And I actually worked there. Um, so you right. go through a very stringent test. And then if you get in an accident, if you have an incident, you're immediately you know, kind of sequestered and taken to go have a drug test done because they want to prove that it was your fault or it was something else. Got it. And if it is your fault and you do test positive for anything in your system, you're immediately fired. Yeah. Um, or that was the policy as of right. you know, five years ago. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I assume it's still the same. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's an environment where they're working with pharmaceuticals. So even if you're never in, you know, the warehouse itself is split into a couple different sections. Even if you're never in the section where you're dealing with the pharmaceuticals, you're technically around them. Mm -hmm. So they want to make sure that you're not somebody who's using those, you know, recreationally or something right. on the side. Yeah. 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 The nice thing, I mean, it's it's a pain for employers sometimes because. You, you get who you think is a good candidate and then you can't hire them because of the policies that are in place. And then of course some um, interviewees might argue that it's a pain because well some states are, are relaxing some of the laws and why can't I be hired? But at the end of the day for consumers and especially when you're talking about pharmaceutical companies um, and for the safety of employees once they've started a job, whether they're working with heavy machinery or driving, um, it's comforting to know that these things are in place. So even though it does create a lot of headaches, um, you know, it's nice to hear that they're strict about it. Yeah, it does control liability. I mean, if you think of it from an insurance standpoint, right. you wouldn't want to have an insurance policy on a bunch of workers who were stoned yesterday and came into work driving forklifts today. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, the other thing we you got to remember is it's not just drug testing, um, you know, that's part of a background check. The other thing would be a criminal background mm -hmm. check as well. And, um, you know, I think the one thing we need to, to kind of be, you know, telling employers and, and potential employees, look, if you had an issue in your past, I mean, you got to be honest about it. I mean, I've had a family member who, who uh, did get a job, um, real high paying, real nice job, and he had to, under the influence, you know, under 21 type alcohol ticket seven, eight years uh, ago in, in the state of Utah. This was in a different state. Didn't tell the employer when they ran the background check, they found out about it. They thought he was lying and covered it up. He just completely forgot about it, but the policy said that he had to be fired. So if you've had issues in the past, it's better to be upfront about that stuff, not guaranteeing you're going to get a position, but if you've had some arrest or issues, something like that, I would I would recommend being truthful about it, not trying to cover it up yeah. because they're going to find out about it. So right. And then it looks worse. Right. Yeah. Okay. Don't lie about degrees. That's another one. I've, I've flagged a <laughs> few people. I've, I've actually flagged two HR people lying about their degrees. One said they had a master's, the other one a bachelor's. So, um, wow. so if you lie, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's lots of stories for another episode also. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Upstate HR podcast. If you have any ideas on the topics we should cover, send us an email at ideas at upstatehrpodcast.com. Tell your friends and coworkers to subscribe 
in the iTunes podcast store. And thank you for listening.